0: Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is The Podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 236. Hello, out there. I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And here, as always, except when he's not, his B.T. Callaway.
1: I feel the need to tell you that Elliot J. O'Neill has a surprising number of lit candles in his bathroom for someone who's not currently taking a bath.
0: And also here is Phil LaPoof.
1: I was going to say something else, but now the candle bathroom <laughs> thing's really thrown me. I mean, that was the plan. So right, well, welcome to Thornsville, baby. Right, well, Population, thanks. you. Just me in this whole town? Possibly the other people on this podcast in the future. Am I like the guy from Scooby-Doo who runs the post office, the pub, the bank, and the other place? Sure. Yeah, great. Fine. Time.
0: I, I did a big stinky shit before you guys arrived, and <laughs> it was my best idea to cover the smell. And I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling podcasters. <laughs> anyway, this is the Simpsons Index. We review Simpsons and like candles. this episode. <laughs> what was your favorite of the many candles I had lit?
1: No, I didn't actually. I, the, the general ambiance was lovely, so it was just like there's a lot of lit candles.
0: I like so, the cherry one. Nice. I was like cherry. Yeah. Well, not like like cherry flavoring though. Like <laughs> like candy cherry. Yeah. 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 Fake cherry. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, well I mean mm-hmm. cherry flavoring is always fake cherry, isn't it? Yeah. Everything's fake. Nothing is real. There's no such thing as a banana.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine they ground up fresh cherries and bananas into candles. No, probably. Or maybe not. they don't. I, uh, I don't know how flavor I would imagine
1: that bananas don't burn very well. <laughs> <laughs> you ever tried? <laughs> No, but (laughs) Let's get a
0: wick and a banana (laughs) If you've told me there
1: was one fruit That could actually burn like a candle Banana would be pretty top of my list This is a weird episode (laughs) Very candle heavy Well that's kind of all you're doing In your your amazing segue into candle world
0: Beats talking about the episode We're about to review which was Season 34 episode 7 From Beer to Paternity Oh, First right. released in November of 2022, it was directed by Rob Oliver, written by Christine Nagle, Nangle, Nangle, Christine Nangle. In this episode, Duffman is losing in the election for Duff's new mascot and to drive his numbers up, lies about uh, uh, having a daughter, which turns out to be Lisa, but then it turns out he actually has a daughter and yep. then enlists the help home of Homer because he's apparently such a great dad. And then uh, they go on a road trip to find his daughter. Shenanigans ensue. Hey guys, what do you think?
1: Mm, it's all right. I actively thought to myself, I don't hate this episode, but I also feel nothing for this episode. Mm. Like it was very much. Just taking up my time, <laughs> not in a bad way. Like I yeah. wasn't, I, I didn't hate it enough to enjoy hating it. Yeah. But it was just oh, yeah. nothing about of, it made me angry, and I was veering towards some dangerous territory at a certain point where they're like, oh, "Are they going to cancel Culture Duff?" And like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, we're we doing this." No, I thought, but then they... we didn't. So like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, sort of did. There were bits, but you know, they were well, they. It wasn't the focus. One of the other things was woke to puss. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. Made those sort of cringy jokes about like new nomenclature and sayings and like did it in a way that yeah couldn't offend because it was kind of just confusing about why it was there
1: yeah yeah and I suppose there was a little bit of that cancer culture stuff with Man saying all the wrong Hinted things it. at all the wrong time yeah so it was done reasonably well because it wasn't super on the nose and it was from a character that you would expect it to be. Yeah. But I don't and know. you what? kind of astu- understood that most of it was just mistakes rather than genuine, you know, uh,
0: yeah.
1: malice. Yeah. yeah. You weren't, and you, they weren't calling it out as like, oh, yeah. what do the young people hate now? Oh, they hate hard cider. Mm.
0: But I mean that's the thing. It's like they were skirting on these like hot topic issues, especially the whole ah, oh, how can I be sexist? I have a daughter, you know, the mm. Scott Morrison defense as we yeah. know it in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> like and so and acknowledge this these things exist and these problems exist, but then like I don't know, didn't have that like the classic Simpsons or, yeah. touch on yeah, saying something profound or anything about it. It was just, ah, oh, here's the thing. All right, moving on.
1: Yeah, I mean, the closer we get is uh, Marge and Lisa being like, oh, no one's going to fall for that anymore, and then people fall for it, because I guess people probably still do. Mm. So, I mean, the, but given the fact that it wasn't the focus, I don't know how much to really talk about it. It was there, sort of. Yeah. yeah it was there. It was reasonable. It was, yeah, reasonably touched upon. It wasn't in your face. I don't think, it certainly wasn't a detriment, and it wasn't the focus. No. But I think also, because we're talking about that so much now, mm. it shows that the story was kind of just meh yeah Yeah. definitely like we'll either struggle to find things to talk about or we'll go into deep dives on very small points or go back to candles (laughs) i don't know i like it the candle safety net
0: yeah (laughs) which will win the election of the (laughs) topics of this podcast vote now by going to patreon.com sidequest studios if you want to back in time press one if you
1: want to vote for duffman press two
0: I don't know what you're pressing these numbers on. Yeah, <laughs> the,
1: uh, <laughs> the computer. And if you want to, you know, make us f- talk about candles for a full episode, go to patreon.com slash sidequest studios <laughs> and enter our new candle tier. Yep.
0: Uh we you would guys sh- burn sh- for your donations, why? No, you- no, I
1: was gonna say you guys should definitely have a what should we talk about in an episode, Patreon level. <laughs> yeah, stupid expensive level. We will just make a podcast about <laughs> whatever they recommend I will sign up.
0: <laughs> yep. I, I, fine I guess we're talking about uh, antique clocks this episode. <laughs> oh, I'll talk. <laughs> uh but until then, BT for better or worse, what stands out to you from this episode?
1: Um we've had a few of these latter day episodes that feel like amalgamations of previous ones cuz yep. this feels a bit like Daddy Daughter Day smashed with uh Crusty having finding out he has a daughter. Ah, true, yeah. Um and that I mean, it's not it almost treads new ground, but ultimately, I'm just left with the idea that those two episodes are better. Yeah, and they handle very similar topics, like yeah. especially you know whichever one Sunday Cruddy Sunday is Daddy Daughter Day, I think. Uh, Lisa it? the Greek, Lisa of the Greek. Ah, that's right. That's it. There's just so many goddamn episodes.
0: Um, it's only like 750. I know. You should I can't be able believe to it. Remember them pretty well. Yeah, which I handles the emotional way. core much
1: better. <laughs> And, yes, that was what stood out, uh, along well, with...
0: Just on your point, though, there was, like, one moment which really stood out to me, which I was, like, excited, because, oh, yeah, familiar ground, but here's a new developing idea on it, which was when Duff Man goes to Homer, oh, you seem like such a good dad, I'm not doing the voice, but yeah, you <laughs> it's be. offensive to Duffman. Duffman. Man, um, <laughs> Duff men. yeah. There's more than one. Mm. <laughs> watch the watch all 750 I mean, episodes. all. Yeah, to the... be
1: fair, they start showing epi- up uh, ads from 1951 with Duffman. Yeah. And let's like, that's not the same.
0: Duffman. <laughs> How could it be? Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Duffman involves Homer and then you're like, oh, okay, this is the usual, mm. we got to get Homer involved in the story somehow. But then he goes, and bring Lisa. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. Road that trip bad. with Homer and Lisa, Duffman and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: As an absolute highlight, I did enjoy everything surrounding the Agatha Christie Museum. That yeah, was pretty funny. I did, especially uh, like they give you a tea tray to drop when you discover a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, there would have been that would have been actually quite interesting to see they go to the Agatha Christie Museum, but you kind of knew the moment something else uh, came up. The second there were two things, it's like okay. He's gonna to have to prioritize one or the other, and that'll either be a heart moment where he picks Lisa, or it'll be the you know failure moment where he goes with the other thing. Yeah, yeah. And again, to be fair, Homer was keeping an eye on the time. He was just looking at a non-real clock. Yeah, but he was or... he was genuinely trying, at least hmm. to some degree. Yeah, I guess generally incompetence rather than yeah. malice is yeah, to blame exactly. Um, and you know, he could have looked at that watch that manifests where only when he needs it. But well, um, he obviously didn't need it enough. Yeah, true. Because he thought he didn't. He had a clock. All he thought you, was a clock tells you more what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I, I just don't know if yeah the rest of the episode sort of I don't know lived up to that potential.
1: No, Lisa forgave him very quickly. They yeah, have one right. conversation in the car where they're using Duffman as a metaphor for their relationship. And Lisa was pretty much okay at this point. She's like, oh, I hope they work it out, Dad. I really hope they work it out. It's like, mm, you yep. seem okay for someone that was furious 10 seconds yeah, ago. Just
0: said, never speak to me again. Yeah,
1: because that was my you know big heart moment, of the heartbreak moment of, okay, that, that felt very real. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because it's not just that she missed out on the Ag- Agatha Christie Museum. It's that the bigger reveal that Homer's like, I'm sorry, I, I, I messed up. I didn't even think you'd have fun on this. That's why I didn't want to bring you. He's like, oh. I didn't God. think you're
0: fun at all. Like, yeah. you're oh, not- really? To say that? Yeah. Oh, I thought
1: he said you wouldn't have any
0: fun. Oh, that's the implication I got. Then I, right. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, it uh, both room. can be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which, given that's a heavy blow, yeah, uh, is resolved very quickly, which is the biggest detriment to this episode.
0: Absolutely, Phil. What stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse?
1: I think the intro, where the Simpsons on the couch are made of food, mm. is probably a standout mm. because. I didn't like it to start with. Then I was slightly impressed with how good it was, mm-hmm. and then I hated it.
0: Then they splooshed it with gravy. Splooshed it with gravy, and, and
1: then like, at home and go, mmm, gravy." It's like, no, that's one bit too many. I was fine with the visual, and then you had to add Even a little with bit the of visual. I'm
0: like, uh, I don't know. I mean,
1: it's something. It you know. made me think. It was quick. Why? It was quick, which is its saving grace. But I'm mm. like, why?
0: Yeah, well, it's actually this trend that we're noticing, even in the shorter couch gags, because, yeah, too often these days, the couch gags are just these big elaborate sketches which are a tribute to fucking whatever recent movie was out mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. year ago. But, yeah, this one was like, yeah, nice simple idea, an IRL thing, uh, cutting The Simpsons in uh, out from food. Yeah, fine. But then, yeah, the extension just didn't work. It's like the other week when mm. we had that one where it was like, yeah, the guy carved out The Simpsons from Stone and then was like, mm-mm, and then carved out like some Chalmers random- on a horse, I think. Yeah.
1: Or it looked like Charmers. Yeah, and it's like, I liked the initial idea just fine. Just stop. You can, yeah. it, they're meant to be quick anyway.
0: Yeah, like first season. The family can't all fit on the couch and then butt gets squished out onto the floor. Fine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I think they're thinking too much about what the couch kegs are. Mm. And they just be like, you know what? The TikTok generation. Just be like, The Simpsons, and go straight into it.
0: And the gravy just had some- other weird visual implications of just, yes, yeah, blushing brown liquid on The Simpsons.
1: Mm. Yeah, it wasn't very appetizing mm. after all that.
0: Mm. Certainly put me off my dinner of Simpson.
1: Uh, Simpson nuggets. <laughs>
0: I actually remember when I was a kid. They had the Simpsons macaroni cheese. Do you ever wow. remember where they do? That like... would have been
1: your crossover in heaven. <laughs> wait, wait mac the cheese? Then. Was it the macaroni that was shaped as the Simpsons, or yeah. the cheese? Right. <laughs> the
0: cheese was shaped like the Simpsons. The cheese was, was yellow, like no the, the Simpsons, Simpsons was going yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you remember those like shaped macaroni cheeses, though. Where yeah, they'd have like the Simpsons on the box. Oh, cool cartoons. But the reality was these weird fucking ass pasta shapes mm-hmm. that had weird joining parts that just didn't make them look like the things anyway.
1: Right, I'm not a huge macaroni cheese fan so I didn't really, Yeah, <laughs> not even, even
0: when you were 12?
1: Even core concept is like, hey, do you like this show? Well, eat the cast. Eat yeah. Them. They did that a lot in the states. There was a lot of yeah. TV serials based on TV shows in I the know. states. It was still weird.
0: Let's see if uh uh it'd be good if anyone like actually had some pictures of them. You got a whole Google bunch of images.
1: Homer like morphing into <laughs> mac and cheese. That should be the new background of your computer.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the the Homer um, coming in, out of the hedge. Yeah, yeah that's T one
1: thousand through the hedge, but it's it's macaroni.
0: Uh, I can't find the picture, but yeah. Anyway,
1: I believe you. I believe you <laughs>
0: that it also wasn't great, but it's macaroni cheese. You don't need it because it's great. Yeah, <laughs> you eat it because it's amazing.
1: <laughs> 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 right, way to take me on a journey. <laughs>
0: Um, And what stands out to me, yeah, it's just this classic thing where the Simpsons spent way too long on the setup and didn't leave enough room for the important shit at the end. Like the underused character of Amber Duffman.
1: Okay, we're going to play who was that guest star? Because my bet was Aubrey Plaza. Oh, my bet is... I just wrote down, hi, guest voice. I just realized I don't know any celebrities. <laughs> mm. That are, were born that weren't born in the eighties. Name a woman, <laughs> uh, Mum. <laughs> it's not a real name; it's a stage name. No. Well, it's still, oh, did I just dead name her?
0: Oh, uh, is she like grandma now or something?
1: She She has yes. Mm. She has alternate titles.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um.
1: But now I can't think of anyone but Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> I'm gonna say.
0: Well, it was Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was Aubrey Plaza. April from Parks and Rec.
1: Yeah, which is interesting because she's getting mum roles now.
0: Yeah. so that's... She was the voice of in a uh, Little Demon, a mm-hmm. cartoon about Satan's Antichrist daughter starring Danny DeVito and Lucy so that, DeVito. She's the
1: mum in that. Though. That's yes. an important part. Yeah. Right. And she's the mum in the Child's Play remake. and some Oh, other is things. she? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. That is a weird movie. <laughs> no, she plays like a part of a young couple in The White Lotus. Mm. She's like the wife oh, of a that, tech billionaire. That's,
1: I haven't seen season two. Is that season two?
0: Yeah, yeah. Very good. I f- still think season one's better, but season two was pretty solid.
1: I know this isn't a White Lotus podcast. However, hmm. that was a show where really just a bunch of things never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it's like real life. always promising that something might happen and then just didn't deliver anything. What kind of things? We're sitting there going, oh, I hope that tornado full of Velociraptors doesn't yeah, come there's this like way. Yeah, like the whole thing with the two friends who were part of the family and the guy and like they were going to get into some stuff and then it didn't happen and then the mum and the dad of the rich family where like he was going to do i don't know, it just seemed like there was a lot of things like oh look at this building up look at this scenario building up and i oh, don't worry it's over.
0: well yeah and i didn't know it was like an anthology thing and like i was like oh this leaves so much open for series two uh-huh. which was then an anthology thing and just mm. went didn't return to any character except jennifer coolidge which was cool in its own way. Oh, edge, right.
1: right. Interesting in its own way.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so White Doesn't Lotus. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that on a So Do You Like stuff, or we already have. We already have,
1: or we will. However, time works.
0: Available on Patreon. Oh, my God. There's, there's so many Patreon bumps in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so little to talk about. But if we could talk about, what do we think about Amber Duffman and that whole portrayal and character and arc and everything?
1: I know fine. Again, getting there was a bit weird because Stuffman is all like cornered. he's like, oh, "I can't be sexist. Dude. I have a daughter. which is, you know implied he's panicking and lying, but then he does have a daughter. But then he shows a photo of Lisa and like oh do you have a photo? But then later is like I always carry this drawing she did when she was 6. It's like why didn't you show the drawing then? I'd like to be like oh I don't have a photo of her but I have this drawing she did with Sue and I carry it with me every day. It's like apart from when I conveniently leave it in the car. I mean I get that yeah we had to get Homer into this somehow I get the Simpsons in sure, whatever. It's just it felt a little odd that yeah. that both lies were totally unnecessary. Yeah, I just feel like Amber Duffman Weird way of saying it. Mm. <laughs> um, so like she was in a, enough time to be a instantly annoyed when Duffman fails his test of will. Mm-hmm. Then almost instantly in danger to be saved in a way that is not a fatherly way of saving. Like literally saved her from a rolling keg of beer with his giant with his novelty thing. So it's like the thing that he was, the thing that he chose over his daughter was the thing that saved his daughter in the end. And that wasn't also the point. And she resolved her problems with him because of that. Mm. Rather than, Mm. I don't know, I just felt like it was halfway through the last act. She turns up. She's got to be angry, distressed, in danger, forgiving, Mm. and then tolerant. Yeah, within about three minutes. Yeah, it just Um, seemed like that should have been the midpoint. That should have been the breaking point of act two. Like you could lose a good. 70% 70% of the Duffman election stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'll be a great gag. Look, I like the opening of this with um, the boardroom, and I can't remember the phrasing, but it was something like, those days may have been the days, but these days aren't those days, they, the, the days were, or something yeah. like that. Like That was a good run.
0: Right. And I, then for you like, I like that, because, yeah. yeah, boardroom full of fat old white guys, it's like, yeah, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that was that was all good, all quick jokes to get through. I don't know why Homer had to be the head of the elect Duffman commission mm. and I think what breaks down this episode for me is I don't really give a shit about Duffman that much no no one does. No, like why do I want to see like it's interesting I guess that he's the catalyst for the journey and you can see that like but he doesn't regret his life I mean he says I think about her every day mm. but he's done nothing in all of those every days to kind yeah. of whatever the opposite of a strange and his strange daughter and then he's about to lose his job and that's when he decides he starts caring about her Mm. And then the moment where he has the, the cross the threshold where he could be go to the party or knock on your daughter's front door where he's already had the, I'm not Man anymore. I want to, I want to do this. Mm. And I w- even wrote down, Oh, good crossing the threshold moment. Yeah. He doesn't, he goes back to the party.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Just like, and then it gets explained away. Oh yeah. We were playing the chicken fight, but he wasn't really there. It's mm. like, yeah, this is the same bullshit with Homer before. There's just, the forgiveness was way too quick. Mm. Um, and, I mean, I will pay it because I can't... Man, the goofiness of the fucking chick magnet and that it yeah. was set up before and it was yeah, just Yeah, when so, he's
1: waiting for his luggage and he just his thing is just a giant magnet with chick magnet written on it. I was like, yeah, hey, that's funny.
0: Yeah, and that it was used to reverse the beer keg up yeah. the hill was just that particular oh. fucking... I get it if you hate it, but it was just that particular brand of cartooniness that I like, okay, yeah, that fucking got me. I don't know. I also liked season five, episode one of Breaking Bad because of the magnets, bitch, but, you know... <laughs>
1: Oh, I was wondering where you're going with that. How dare I ever question you or your candles? Yeah, I thought that when we first saw the chick magnet at the luggage claim at the airport, I just assumed it was a ridiculously shaped suitcase that was in the shape of a magnet. Yeah. I yeah, didn't, I didn't actually think, oh, it's a magnet and that's his only luggage. Mm. Yeah. No, that's what we all thought. But to be fair, it also helped you forget that was a thing they set up. Yeah, yeah True. Uh, yeah I just feel like mm.
0: but yeah I reckon they really should have saved a bit of time and effort by yeah having the daughters hate their dad moment like be combined and Mm. both Lisa and Amber both are collectively pissed off and then they hang out and they have a chat or something. Yeah
1: or Duffman and Homer have to have a moment together where they talk and they discover their own weaknesses through pointing out Mm, the weaknesses of others or noticing the weaknesses of others and then inducing self-growth but it just became we had to get told that Homer was a bad dad by Lisa and also by Duffman mm-hmm. yeah. which is really kind of kicking a dead horse and then I just feel like in the resolution at the end where Duffman is now no longer Duffman because he gives up his job for his daughter and he's now Puffman man mm-hmm. because his daughter is opening a pot shop I'm yeah like, it's like that thing you abandoned me to do is pursue your career please use that exact career to promote my sore yeah like, it's, nah. it just seems like it's I only disliked you because of something when I was six. And then mm. all the things you are now, I totally accept and approve of. Mm. Apart from the one yeah, time where you don't knock on my are, door. Just to call back to that, part of the reason she never talked to him is because he cheated on her mother. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, that's that would still be a wound. Yeah, <laughs> Be like, yeah, remember how you cheated on, broke mom's heart and she had to leave you and that tore our family in half? Remember that, Dad? I'm still yeah. I'm mad about it. And, and you chose... Duffman's lifestyle rather yeah. than coming to try and fix your family.
0: Mm. That feels reason, like that, that
1: still you. be a wound. Yeah, and, turning uh, yeah, up and it's being just a green cool. Duffman doesn't make that any better.
0: No, no. It, it, and yeah, it's just... Because we know that Duffman's not going to be Puffman forever now. Like, yeah. <laughs> they can't get Aubrey Plaza back that much to justify it. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's just such a weird tag for this episode.
1: You know what? I'm going to say, just to skip ahead to what we would change, have Duffman fail... Yeah, and have the lesson to Homer be this is your future if you don't work harder mm. because that I think is better just because A it makes more sense that you know he has this whole oh you didn't like my man personality well I'm going to give it up for you sweetie and her being like that was a third of the problem yeah. you are completely ignoring the rest of it and you can't patch that up in an afternoon uh, and then have that be a lesson for Homer of like yeah things are go up and down but yeah, yeah you've got to work. Oh, Wait okay.
0: sorry it's just occurred to me how Old is she because he was doing 30. the Duffman stick in the 50s, 60s. Well, to be I, fair, it's and I think then it's, it said that he'd had her, like, she was born before he became Duffman. I think early
1: on he does say she's 30 at some point and then says at another point something about her graduating high school and then not having seen her for 10 years. So that makes her 28, 30 ish.
0: Yeah, but like, don't you say what was that? Like, the Duffman ads mm. that took place before.
1: Like, I oh yeah. no, I just what, presume that that was another iteration of Duffman, like the Marlboro Man. Yeah. That oh, yeah. said, they could have made that clearer with having slight variations in previous Duffman. Like maybe they have the 50s ones is a bit more of your Don Draper type or something. And, oh, yeah. You know, that would have been fun to see Duffman throughout the ages rather than the same dude rehashing the same shtick.
0: Mm. Anyway, uh, Simpsons in time. Well, whatever. Yeah, do even uh, <laughs> Honestly, it feels like we did the heart then. Uh, was there anything else we wanted to say about the emotional core of this episode?
1: I honestly liked how enthusiastic Lisa got when she found out she was going to the Agatha Christie Museum. Yeah. And she's got like little plush dolls of Prawo right. and whoever else that person was. And oh, for thought... some reason, she's packing Agatha Christie books in mm. her bag to take to the Agatha Christie Museum. <laughs> yeah. Like, it Get seems aside. like I reckon they could have had a good time there. And they like do yes. it the other way around where, oh, that's what see, they've gone to Agatha Christie Museum to fulfill the promise to Lisa, but then they would have missed. Duffman's date or interaction with his daughter, that can be the sacrifice. And he's like, Oh, I can see what it takes to make a you know a good father now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than just playing back into old tropes. He's like, Oh, I did what I didn't make it because I was here with my friend who has promised his daughter to do this And I wanted to make sure that he did promise it rather than that could have been the learning point for Duffman and also for Homer. Yeah. And then you could get your forgiveness. That would have been the the learning point for Amber to be like, I didn't want to make another man sacrifice what I already have lost or something like that. Yeah. Like that could have worked... But yeah, they (laughs) do
0: like make the story unnecessarily more convoluted by including like that mascots convention that they go to Mm. for only the purpose of missing the Agatha Christie thing, which yeah, in the way you described like it's totally unnecessary. Then if we want, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And the minute he got the call from his agent, going, "There's a mascot convention in town." Yeah, like you knew the next ten minutes of the show. Yeah, yeah. like you knew they would definitely go there. They definitely miss the thing with Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa would be upset. They'd fall apart. Someone would have to redeem themselves. I just didn't think the redemption would take twelve seconds.
0: Yeah, and on- and it's not worth it. Even though I liked the Mjornex Loogie. Still, wasn't worth it for that. They could have had character conventions at some other point.
1: Uh, I'm 100% sure I missed 47 references to pop culture in that conversation.
0: And did we also miss who was playing his agent, Brandon?
1: Oh, no. yes. Uh, Brandon Frazier.
0: No. He was in the season nine episode, which I believe you were on as well, where they climbed the murder horn. Homer climbs the murder horn. And he's like the applesauce guy. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Frazier. Yes. Uh Paul Brittain. Paul Brittain. (laughs) I don't know who the fuck that is. Neither do I. I forgot to look that up before. Wow.
1: I like how you look up (laughs) Simpsons macaroni. (laughs) Look, priorities, Phil. It's very simple. No, that's why I said I like it.
0: (laughs) But how about the wackiness? How were the wacky moments in this episode?
1: I mean, using the chick magnet, uh, I do kind of like, every time we cut back to the agent, he's doing a different kind of workout. And the last one, is, he's on a treadmill, which is submerged in water, and he's still on the phone in the same... It's, that My
0: brother's dog, Roxy, does that.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize it is actually a thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it just it was an interesting escalation I wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah. yeah. It felt
1: very mid-90s hitcom-y, though. I, I, mean, I, mean, I appreciate it for, like, a visual game. Oh, he's definitely the slick '90s. I wear a headset to talk to people because yeah. I'm always. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and also the pretend to put the person you're on hold to ah, take another call and then yeah. talk shit about the person you put on hold and then not have put them on hold. Troop, yeah. there it is. Oh, <laughs> ooh, hello. Yeah, that's a new one. You can get that made into a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> t-shirt now available through our Patreon page at si- Patreon.com/slash. Do we get paid for the, for the amount of
1: times you say Patreon? Is it like a reverse advertising?
0: Nope. <laughs> uh, so, um, should we? Yeah.
1: Dear Patreon, we would like to increase your viewership by mentioning you <laughs> more. Please give us money.
0: Uh, anyway, uh, Paul Britton is a like a sketch comedy actor, did a couple of seasons of Saturday Night Live, was in The Crawl Show, mm-hmm. Comedy Bang Bang, all that sort it of stuff. Style.
1: All things that I have never seen.
0: Oh, you mean you haven't watched all fucking 48 seasons of SNL now?
1: I don't think I've ever seen an episode of SNL. Really? Well, mainly because when I was like bits, 16 maybe. to 28, it wasn't, you couldn't watch it in Australia.
0: Yeah, mm. true. Actually, to be fair, most of the way I saw it when I was a teenager was through uh, the DVDs with like yeah, the actor compilations. Of... Yeah, like yeah. Mike Myers was on heavy rotation in my house. Yeah, right. Uh, sorry. Anyway, that's Paul Britton. Paul right. Brittain. I don't know how to say his name because it's like Britain, but with an extra T. Britain. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like Brita, like the water cooler.
0: Yeah, yeah. But with iron at the end. Brita and. Britain. 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 Uh wacky moments. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. We covered those. <laughs> uh what about the sequence with Duffman going to uh, places that he thinks is bars, but then the pigeons fly away? Yeah. Say it was the women's bar, but there was a women's bar association and he sprayed all the women lawyers with uh, uh beer.
1: Yeah, and I do even though it was the same bit, I do appreciate the next one was like women's pub lick defenders. It's like they're finding a the same the same way to say the same thing but a different style, you know, from bar mm. to pub. That was, and then appreciate he did eventually move the pigeons. But I did yeah, like he, where he just burst into the room and just yelled, look at all these dry t-shirts. Duff Man can't be having that. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. thought that was all right. Yeah, but yeah. It does show the floor of the character nicely. And yeah, kind of would have been funny if you go into an actual bar, eventually mm. got it right. And people just like, I don't want to be hosed with beer. What the <laughs> fuck?
0: Well, I I guess that's like kind of a failure, another failing of the episode in that they didn't really accurately demonstrate how much of a from a bygone era that Duffman is.
1: Yeah, if that's what they're going for. There's plenty to mine, and it it did. It was not very economic in terms of storytelling because again, it it yeah. took time away from what you where you needed time later.
0: Well, yeah, because he did come about, like, during the late 90s where there was hmm. a glut of that, like, sort of real, I don't know, spring break <laughs> culture. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> yeah. a good
1: version of uh, when he, they're showing the ad from 1991 where there's grunge playing and he gets up and sprays them all with beer and it changes to glam rock and all the depressed teens become, like, bikini chicks. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, there is, I'm pretty a, sure that's an ad. There's even one <laughs> a better one in The Simpsons earlier where it's, like, you know, there's all those female protesters down with sexism. They're like, yeah. "Oh, look at all those protests. You know, think of, what, think of what I'm thinking. They shake up the beer and spray them, and they just turn into bikini girls, like yeah. illustrating the point really well. But um yeah there's something there but again it wasn't the focus so i don't know how much you really want to spend on it
0: well i mean it is just an interesting decision to give him a full-on like focus story like this Mm. because i think this is the most airtime that we've gotten and yeah what you're saying before phil yeah like classic duffman was done in total small doses Mm. and like the most we got out of him was like that episode where like santa's little helper replaced him yeah but like he was in and out of like being out of that character very quickly that they hinged an entire three act mm-hmm. thing around him is yeah did they succeed at this
1: yeah I don't know uh, I mean good on them for trying I guess yeah, yeah. but Look, I mean the problem with having an instrument that plays only one note is that you only play it <laughs> slightly you yeah. don't come out and listen to what instrument has one note bongo <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's two of them they're no. gonna
1: get so many emails from nobody bongists. goes to a, a half bongo convention <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Concert yep. Concert Damn it Invention Concert Even then when you press on the middle And slap the outside You can change the A pitch. half bongo
1: has no middle Elliot It's the half
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah Yeah that would truly be one note
1: Yep There you go See Done it And an Tri- Tri- Triangulists
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they're called Percussionists
1: yeah, but they, 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 Percussionists do more than just triangle
0: you can't get by just playing triangle these days. You got to have like a whole crate of shit with you. That's my point. If you get by just playing triangle. Sign me up. Look,
1: I'm sure Slipknot has a triangleist somewhere. <laughs> but he amongst their self. twelve members.
0: Yeah, he's the guy with the big nose. He plays it with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Cabell, Cabell.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: All right. Did it two single note instruments.
0: But ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Are these the characters we know and love? Is this a show we know and love?
1: I mean, carbon copies. We've done all this before, better, but I don't think there's a any kind of huge integrity breaks. Mm. Yeah, it's all pretty watered down. Mm. I don't. I was surprised myself with not knowing what the next word was.
0: Yeah, I mean, because yeah, like we were saying before, it's like absent minded Homer, rather than mm. purposefully,
1: for the most part, is yeah. hiding the fact that he didn't want to bring Lisa all together. But that was a good, you know, heart moment. I just wish they would spent more time in it. Yeah, and I feel like it's weird that he sucks up to Duffman so much, but well, I don't know if it's weird. I don't know. It was a little bit. It wasn't enough motivation for me to justify yeah. Homer, like yeah, his whole dedication. Duffman to as it. an icon, I can see him worshiping, but as an actual person who has problems, you'd think he'd be like, "Oh, you're not as much fun as I thought you'd be." Yeah, I'm. I'm here to spray beer on chicks and party down. Yeah,
0: yeah. Surely that should be Homer's revelation as well, mm-hmm. like. That, yeah, here's a girl that should be idolizing you, and you're spending all your time idolizing a person that doesn't really deserve you anyway. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's
1: something there. That's the thing about this episode. There's something here. It's not complete, but.
0: No, it's very fucking first drafty, I feel. Like, Mm -hmm. and like the kind of first draft where, yeah, major plot points should change. So, we've kind of covered it, but what would you like to change about this episode?
1: All those things I said before, but louder.
0: Okay, Bill.
1: I'm going to uh, flip the script on his head and tell you the one thing, not the one thing, but one thing I did like was where Lisa went, I hope Duffman loses this election. And and Bama yeah. goes, wash your mouth out with beer. And <laughs> magically Bart appears, I think for maybe his only line in the yep. whole episode. Yep. <laughs> and says, I think he should lose the election too, right in here. And just points to his mouth. I was like, that seems like a quick thinking Bart. I like that. Made me laugh. Mm. Um, yeah, I feel like we've covered it. I just,
0: Yeah. Yeah, on that, I kind of wanted to see Lisa campaign for Barley and hops, the two female Duff mascots, and, yeah, breaks her dad's heart.
1: Yeah, I've reckoned that you could just drop 95% of the election stuff. Know that there's election on, know that Duffman's in trouble. That's all you need.
0: Uh, Or just, yeah, Duff uh, picking a new mascot. Like, it doesn't have to be that convoluted. Mm. Yeah. And Homer gets wind of it and campaigns independently to keep Duffman. Yeah.
1: It just seems like it was... Not a bad idea. I think there's a lot of good starts to ideas in this episode, yeah. but not a lot of great working this next step out. Like the writing wasn't bad. There was, wasn't anything that was super clunky or really terrible. Most of the jokes landed at least through a, a sniff through the nose. There weren't yeah. any, too many laugh out loud moments, but I feel like it's, yeah, maybe they just didn't work quite enough on this one as they could have. Mm. And it was, they were contractually obliged to give whoever voices Man a bit more airtime and maybe they were trying to bring out a Duffman NFT, and they wanted to get a bit more airtime for
0: him. Oh, fuck, I can't Mm. wait for The Simpsons to take that on.
1: Yeah, ooh, that's going to be a rich episode in three years' time.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, because I wanted to bring a season 34 episode today, because, yeah, Phil, you haven't reviewed one yet, and... I think uh, with this as well, uh, brings you once again caught up to you've at least reviewed one episode from every season on the index. That was my aim. So now (laughs) I will leave. Goodbye. Bring you back for season 35, though. Yeah, I'll Mm. talk
1: to you in any year. Not before.
0: But, like, because this season has had, like, a few ones that stories that, that have like, hit big on social media because, like, conceptually they're really interesting or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, uh, they did a whole episode which was a parody of It and the Treehouse of Horror as well had a Death Note parody that was pretty well received. Mm-hmm. Then they had another one which was, like, a kind of a sketch show almost, which was cyber attackers took over the Simpsons and leaked stories or something. Anyway, right. a lot of people have been raving about it. I didn't think much of it, but I didn't want to review those ones just yet because yeah. they kind of are like in the zeitgeist at the moment. Mm. And yeah, it's the, I wanted to review one from the handful of episodes that have just kind yeah. of uh, slipped through the...
1: We don't need no zeitgeist.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we
1: wait till the hype dies down and then we'll tell you what we
0: think. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally part of the whole Simpsons is Great Again campaign, which... I'm not kind of <laughs> believing, Is that a, is but that a campaign? It, it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. like Especially since it's gone to Disney, it just feels like people are going, oh, Simpsons is finally good again. And it's like, yeah, there's been like... There's know, been improvement. There's been improvements. Like, yeah, they seem to have put jerk-ass Homer to the side mm-hmm. for the most part.
1: I will say from like my recent watchings of 33, I guess, and I've been watching a little bit of 32, they're not as bad as they have been, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Like, the the bar has lit, level. The level has raised, (laughs) but it hasn't raised to an amazing point, but it's raised to this isn't complete trash. Mm. Yeah. so I think, I mean, that's good. Well done, guys. It's Mm. very hard to bring a beloved 30-year-old comic Show back, to, <laughs> yeah, back from back from the dead. For real. Certainly
0: unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess everything they do is unprecedented. Yeah, at this stage, definitely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> everything you do is unprecedented because nothing else exists like this.
0: Yeah, the Flintstones had fucking six seasons, and are they going to bring it back? <laughs>
1: oh, don't say that out loud.
0: You know they—they uh, they almost did with uh, Seth MacFarlane as like the oh, head. Really? guy behind it yeah he's so already I mean, in he 40 shows but yeah he was totally gonna redo the flintstones and like redraw them in that family guy style and everything and to my knowledge it got very fucking close and was pulled the pin on at the last minute
1: Good. yeah right that doesn't sound yeah. like a great idea has he done anything in the last 10 years i've really yeah. seen or heard of him for a long time
0: honestly like he doesn't even write for family guy or american dad anymore he just comes in and does the voices and it's them are, the still, are
1: they still on yeah, yeah.
0: Cleveland oh. Show is long gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but,
1: well, that, I mean, obviously. Wow. Okay. And then, what, the Orville? He's got that too. Is yeah, still Yeah, going, that's or? still going. Yeah. I think,
0: yeah, out of oh. everything, that and his fucking jazz CDs are his passion projects. Is what? Yeah. Yeah. He has a shitload of jazz albums. Like, I don't think he's doing any original material. He's just going in and doing old standards, but, yeah, like, yeah. he's enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, you can tell from Early Family Guy, like, he always tried to shoehorn in, like, old jazz yeah, tunes. As and, many songs yeah. as he could
1: i was trying to think of that one from where Peter joins a football team. Oh, Shaboopy. Um, Shaboopy.
0: <laughs> was that an original song or did
1: they make that? No,
0: they... that was from a musical. It
1: really amazing. All right. Mm. There you go. I was going to say that I quite liked, like I'm a big fan of The Orville. I think it's pretty well done. And the second season is mostly pretty good. Mm. Yeah. But every time I see Seth MacFarlane on it, I always just think of this must be what Elon Musk thinks he looks like. <laughs> like a 3D rendered version of inside Elon Musk's brain. Yeah. Like perfect hair, mm-hmm. no wrinkled face, always seems to be facing straight to camera. I mean, yeah. Anyway, the oval, pretty good.
0: Yeah, I haven't caught up fully on the third season yet, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. like, I was surprised that he could do serious well. Like, cuz like especially in the first couple of episodes it sets him up to be more of a goofball but then mm. like later on he really fucking takes charge and is a believable captain. And... Yeah,
1: I have read that like the first season he had to do it family guy style to get folks kind of get was, it to get into it. Yeah, right. And then and it get got, into what they wanted. Yeah, a bit a bit more star-chickier in nature, mm. like the goodness of humanity and all that. And it does it pretty well. Like it does tackle some pretty socially heavy topics and it does them I think in not a very ham-fisted way and kind of, they always seem to look at both sides of things, generally speaking. Yeah. Season three, I think it's season three, there's a new character who turns up who is, for I'll tell you in a second, but is always just unexplainedly included in all the things that the the head of the ship do. Like if they go to a a meeting with the next, you know, the council for this planet. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, and then if they also have to go to battle stations and fight a fire jet, she's there as well. And like, why the fuck is this chick in every single scenario? It turns out that's the girl he was dating in real life. Uh, I thought you were gonna be like a plot twist that there was some kind of joke to it. Like Yeah, it
0: turns out it was
1: Seth MacFarlane Upside Down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh he fucking Temple of Doomed it. Yeah. Uh yes.
1: <laughs> you know, because the lead female in Temple of Doom was dating George Lucas. Oh. And that's why she got the job, despite right. not being very good at it. Didn't, uh, didn't know that, no. yeah.
0: Actually, that was a cute People photo. People dated other... George Lucas? Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh,
1: I've heard and seen some footage that uh, we have his first wife to thank for Star Wars because she re-edited the X-Wing fight scenes, and the originals did not look very good. Yeah, I have heard that as well. Yeah, I haven't seen the original. I've, or I've seen comparison shots, and I don't know a lot about editing, but I was like, yeah, this flows a lot better. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I have heard that as well. Mm.
0: Oh, anyway, uh, it's time for everyone's final notes.
1: Candles. What? Oh. Now it's time and now it's time for our final notes. Everyone's final notes. Final
0: no oh, damn it. Phil, have you got some final notes? Um, Was that your one note?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes. Uh, I do, but nothing really that I want to even... Oh, there's a whole... I know in the States there's a restaurant called P.F. Chang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what that restaurant is. Their big section of the table of dat girl dads at PF Thongs with all their sexually suggestive menu items. Mm. I I don't know I don't know if it's too much or went too long because I don't know what PF Chang's is. If PF Chang's is like kind of like a Hooters, then I guess that I don't think it is. No, I
0: think it's I'm pretty sure it's just Chinese fast food takeout. Mm. Yeah,
1: right. I just felt like that was they were okay, but it was Mm. just a lot, a lot evolved on that, and then there was a callback to it when the agent got delivery, and we got delivery from PF Thongs as well. Mm. Yeah, which made me remember the first part of it, which made me remember that I thought it was too boring and, and went too long, so then I didn't like it. Yeah,
0: um, it's yeah, it's just Chinese American based casual dining restaurant chain.
1: Right, oh, yeah, perfectly.
0: Perfect. That's what PF stands for. Oh, perfect. Changs.
1: Mm. I hope that's true.
0: I'm reading it off the Wikipedia right now. Oh, okay, wrong. well,
1: Wikipedia's not wrong. I give them $5 a year.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, like, I don't know. I'm sure if I remembered it, like, similarly with the P.F. Changs, there were a lot. I don't know. It just wasn't a neat, concise joke, like, with that restaurant in the itchy and scratchy land where mm. they're all ordering, you know, the baby guts and yeah, things Brian like that. Yeah, Bagger
1: with extra pus. Yeah. Oh, yes, and she orders the lamb.
0: Yeah. See, there was an actual, like, I don't know, kind of story in there, that, whereas this one, it was just, here's the list of things. And
1: Even so, that that itchy and scratchy one bothers me. Did Marge just order the baby guts without looking at what it was? <laughs> she thought she was having fun. Well, oh, so what's wrong with having lamb? No, nothing. But like, ma- then Lisa's like, "Mom, oh, mom that's veal." A veal. Uh, veal. That's and a- much worse and then than she's like, you know, surprised. It's like, did you not read what baby guts was? She was like, "Baby guts, Scar, bring me whatever that is." <laughs> yeah, that's how I order off menus. Yeah, okay. What's the funnest sounding thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, veal. Wonder what this could be. Uh, so that was all your notes. Not really, but that's all the notes I care about. Mm. BT, do you have notes that you care about?
1: Uh, Let's see. Dr. Hibbert really sounds different, and I understand why that exists, but that's just going to take some getting used to. I
0: know. uh, it's uh, Like, Kevin Michael Richardson is a very good vocal performer. I don't understand why he didn't even at least try to go slightly Hibbert. Yeah, because it's
1: a very distinct voice, and this is dramatically... So, yeah, I'm I'm a little vexed on that myself. Yeah. But, oh, well, this is where we are. Um, Let's see. There's a bit where... Duffman says, oh, bring your daughter. And then there's a scene of Homer shaking Lisa awake and be like, you're going to go to a trip with me and Duffman. She's like, why would I do that? Smash cut to Homer shaking like Marge and be like, why would Lisa do this? Yeah. Like, I like that. That got me. And then when she's on her way to the uh, Agatha Christie Museum, they're like, they rank her 10 reddest herrings. Mm. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. And yeah, the final reprise right at the end where they do the tea tray drop. And again, it's a quick, because they, ha- they have to have this fourth extra button on the episodes now for some reason. And usually they're elongated and annoying, and I dislike them. But this was quick. This was stabby, and it worked.
0: But, like, they established that the Agatha Christie thing's closed for three months. And,
1: Elliot, let me believe. <laughs> and it's also closed and being renovated into whatever the hell it was being renovated into. 100%. It was literally the only last day to see Agatha Christie Museum.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I agree. Like it for okay. the bit. In a bubble, but in the context of the episode, annoying. And also
1: the uh, woman running the Agatha Christie Museum, who's like, well, I'll unlock a lot of things for (laughs) Duffman. Except this museum.
0: Yeah. Uh, Renata, was her name a reference to something?
1: Her name's Renata. She was a museum girl. (laughs) With a key in her pocket and no other way to lock it. (laughs) That's all I've got. I'm
0: (laughs) fading
1: out now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That famous Agatha Christie song.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Murder on PF. On the Coco Cabana. Damn
0: it. What the hell is the Coco Cabana?
1: Um, A place? An idea? Place within us all. Interstate. Nirvana.
0: I think it's called the Copacabana.
1: Well. Yeah, how about you get out of here with your facts? Yeah. Will you put down the Google
0: for a second? Just go ahead. light some more
1: candles, while you? wouldn't you... believe this, but Elliot's been reading all of his lines in this episode straight from Google's AI.
0: Oh, yeah. I have not taken notes. I'm just reading, yeah, straight from the plot dissection on simpsons.fandom.wiki or whatever yeah, no, fuck he, that website He's is. on the
1: Wikipedia yeah. for Simpsons Index reading what he already <laughs> said. Yeah,
0: what he wrote six months ago. The Copacabana is a New York City nightclub. Yeah. There Also existed in several locations. I thought it was. So it's like a P.F. Changs of nightclubs. The P.F. Chang of nightclubs. (laughs) Way more thongs than your average P.F. Changs, but not as many as Mm. your average P.F. thongs. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a nice balance. Yeah. That's a hell of a catchy byline as well. (laughs) See some thongs.
0: Again, I was reading that all from the Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) None of this is Elliot's ideas. (laughs) I'm not even looking at these guys. Just straight (laughs) at the computer. Yeah. Very rude i did like a lot of the book gag jokes in this i didn't even mind Krusty's one which was like yeah my advice when your daughter publishes a tell or memoir don't write a response one and the his memoir was um now so oh, like- i failed you on every level is that what you wanted to hear yeah i
1: feel like Krusty's autobiography rebuttal book would have been much more would be like first of all here's <laughs> yeah, why you're right <laughs> tacky, rather than you're right in every way mm.
0: uh the duff car i like how that was like modeled on the uh 66 yeah, batman yeah.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah.
0: And I didn't mind the parody name for TMZ, TMI. Yeah, mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, that works. All this while you've been kissing Duffman's cans. Good pun there, Lisa.
1: Yeah, but just hung on it for too long.
0: Oh, yeah. You knew that like, was setting really, up. really. She's just... not going to say ass. What's your... Ah, cans. Oh, she's going
1: to say ass. And I'm like, ah. Oh. I was just reading can singular, but, um, mm. yeah, weird.
0: Just sweet can. <laughs> It's time we rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. We rank using a six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just... "Eh." You give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay, bronze, good, silver, excellent, gold, but for the best of the very best, the episodes which you can't get enough of, Mm. you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Getting a big old participant from me. Uh, Again, echoing the points. It didn't do nearly enough to deserve a failure, but... Fuck me, I didn't really get much joy out of this one. It was just plotting and boring mm. and uh yeah, BT.
1: Yeah, I'm in mean, much the same way. You could argue a bronze because it is at least a plot that makes sense and we've seen so many that aren't. But it's just this is gonna drift right through the brain. There's not a whole lot to grip onto. It's fine. Mm. Um if you got laundry to fold, pop this one on. That'll do. Phil. I think I'm gonna be slightly controversial. I was gonna <laughs> go bronze. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't badly done. It was just not done well enough. And I'm edging to maybe give it a silver. Wow. Well, it's not good. But like you say, it wasn't bad enough that it got mm. my ear. Yeah, none of us really have hard complaints like, fuck yeah, this bit. Yeah, I just that felt sucked. like if they'd given it two more days, they could have had a really... The story could have been much could tighter. It but have had episode, yeah. oh, pretty high. Yeah, the fact that I feel like we wrote... We had some better ideas in this room really speaks to it's issues yeah, This happens all the time yeah I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> especially for the cubics of Coneas. oh my god they could yeah. be double cubics if they had us in the right if <laughs> well. only
1: they tried huh? double <laughs> cubics um I think I'm going to put it as a silver wow wow just because it, it is common its mediocrity kind of makes it better than being less mediocre like there was a lot of good threads there and they just didn't pull them all out to get the right it was almost like they had the right idea and they had a good starting point and then they just kind of fell over at the beginning. Fair enough. So I'm not even certain about that myself and yep. it might have, I might have a last minute change. But at <laughs> <wait> the <laughs> moment, I'm going to go with a silver. You can always call Jordan at 3am and change your rank. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, uh, I, I mean, that about does it for the episode. So yeah, if you got, uh going to reconsider, uh, your time is running out.
1: Um, will just let him stew for a little bit. No, I feel like... Mm. I'll just let no, do... I'm going to keep it silver I, I feel like right. it needs to be a bronze But right. I like them getting better So I'm going to sure. give them a silver encouragement award I'll chisel that in stone Please Elliot
0: Yeah, That is done and I think that'll leverage out as a Shiny bronze if I remember How math that, works Yeah, I think, anyway mm. It'll be around that ballpark Which is fi- fine, good for it yeah Shit. good for you <laughs> yeah, I
1: think, yeah that's that's where i'm at It's like oh you made a simpsons well done yeah <laughs> i saw it i'm gonna put this on the fridge
0: <laughs> on the side of the fridge yeah all right phil do you have anything to plug
1: uh i don't but if you ask me in x number of weeks mm-hmm. i will tell you all about our new podcasts big questions from small minds where if you like stupid guys asking really smart professors do i questions that they think are funny mm-hmm and other questions from really smart kids who want to know about science, then it's the podcast for you. It's the perfect balance between dad jokes and interesting kid science stuff. You should listen to it in your car with your kids to and from school, even if they're not in the car. (laughs) Coming soon when we finish all the post-production. Is the language acceptable for children? The language is super acceptable for children. Yeah, we go super acceptable. Not like this fucking show. Yeah, there's all kinds of words that kids can learn. Yeah. some of them we can't say you can laugh at me mispronouncing many many scientific facts and being corrected <laughs> by professors even sometimes the professor's names <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's well you know meh.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> words and names are hard
1: things are hard
0: yep have like because you said you're in the edits now are you having to like do bleeps and sensors or anything like that no
1: or? we're all pretty we're pretty controlled All the professors are beyond reproach. Everyone is very professional, very thoughtful about what they say. Uh, And we try and hold it in. We haven't had, I don't know, haven't come across anywhere we've expletive ourselves out of an episode by any means. Yeah. But it depends on, I'm not sure where the E for everyone rating Mm. sits. But I think if you're offended by the word fart or butt, Mm. this is not the podcast for you. But if you find those hilarious, Get on
0: board. Dude, that'll be a hit with the kids. They yeah, love, love that, that shit. Yeah. Honestly, the questions weird. we get from the kids,
1: every, like, so we farm out the questions to kids, to art, We go, all the kids that we know, we're like, hey, we're talking to this type of professor, like a nanorobotics professor or a rocket scientist or a volcanologist who is, in fact, knows nothing about Vulcans the race, all about volcanoes. <laughs> yes. Or Vulcan the get,
0: Gladiator from the Australian TV show. Also gladiator. that, yeah, mm. that's
1: the sub the subspecies of Vulcanators. Mm. Um, but we're like, what questions do you have for these? professors every single episode a kid will ask a question about farts (laughs) regardless of what you think into a volcano uh i think it was are volcanoes the earth's farts (laughs) i mean i want to know yeah and the other one what was the the nanorobotic one was do nanorobots will if i ate a nanorobot would it make me fart (laughs) (laughs)
0: not will it pass through successfully without damage to me (laughs) will
1: the grey goo that consumes the earth fart yeah it's it's the one consistent that we know from every episode (laughs) the kids questions are much more smarter than ours
0: questions (laughs) all right well yeah big questions from small minds big
1: questions from small minds
0: wonderful uh we'll drop links in the show notes when uh, that becomes available but until then BT tell them what is available
1: well they can go right now to patreon.com That that is the blanket for everything that we do here and for as little as five dollars a month that's right five one two three four five you can get access to over 100 exclusive podcasts available right this very second that is just hundreds of Literally hundreds of hours of free entertainment. Not free. It's $5. Is it (laughs) false advertising claiming that it's a blanket? Uh, Did I say a blanket or umbrella? You say blanket. Okay. I usually say umbrella. Um, So it's a blanket for your heart. It's a warming, soothing comfort of knowing you can hear myself and Elliot talk on a wide variety of topics, like the DVD extras that should you check them out, well, we can tell you. Other things like all the episodes I missed. And our most recent show is where we're reviewing movies the cast of The Simpsons have been in, but not as you know them. Yeah, excellent.
0: Yeah. So you would have seen on the feed last week, we gave you a teaser, Mm. a little taste of this. show where after a lengthy tournament this mm. is spinal tap was chosen as the movie that we we're gonna unlock from the paywall and release out there but all the other uh, movies that were on there yep. uh, you can listen to our reviews of them now including yeah godzilla 98 mm-hmm. super mario 93 <laughs> <laughs> rugrats 2003 oh wow yep. <laughs> um,
1: some crap you never heard Some of. Some real current stuff there.
0: Yep. Uh, this Is My Life, a movie where Marge is a stand-up comedian that neglects her daughters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting. It was. Kind Wait, of
0: a, a bummer of a movie. But... I
1: assume you mean the voice actor who plays yeah.
0: Marge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. just like Marge Simpson, like two framed Roger that, Rabbit style. cardboard cutter of Marge <laughs> yeah. Simpson. Yeah.
1: We watched Click with Adam Sandler. You can make us watch Adam Sandler movies if you oh, join yeah. the Patreon and find I uh, done that uh, find a movie that the Castle of The Simpsons were in with him. You have do, that power. Do the thing again and I'll find it Adam Sandler
0: Movie for you. (laughs) It's probably coming round to your turn again, so (gasps) yes, (laughs) prepare
1: to die, suckers. Yeah, cool.
0: (laughs) So yeah, yeah, that is a Patreon perk as well. That if you sign up at the five dollar tier, you can select a movie for us to review, and uh, as long as it stars a cast member of The Simpsons, we'll review it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I think that about covers it. And you're still cool with that, Silver?
1: Yes. Yeah, I've actually forgotten about it. Is how cool I am with it. (laughs) Just like this episode.
0: Yep. All right. Well, that about does it. And uh, yeah, that's been Philip Wolf.
1: I've been here all night.
0: And that's been BT Calloway. I
1: have no further comments about candles.
0: And I've been Elliot J. O'Neill, uh, your candle maker. <laughs> what a crappy candle. Uh, <laughs> that's all the mustard in the house. Ooh, a mustard candle. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, Ooh, Dijon. <laughs> you could do a range of mustard candles.
1: It would sting your eyes. <laughs> you oh, yeah, mustard, mustard. mustard. gas. <laughs> Ooh, that's... You don't want mustard you didn't know in how your how you eyes. You <laughs> don't have think. to get a
0: mustard gas. Is mustard gas made out of mustard? I, no, think I think just it's just mustard coloured. coloured yeah alright
1: oh, you can tell who's watched a lot of World War 1 documentaries <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, not this Kaiser alright bye thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast which is also an
1: online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com you can also check out our other shows like Pulp Fury Radio our scripted fiction podcast which tells all original stories across a range of pulp genres and Thrones of Game where we review Game of Thrones in reverse order Links to those podcasts and more will be available in the show notes. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. I did notice today on the footpath of Marrickville, they have painted on posters on the footpath that say, you're on the Marrickville Ale Crawl. Oh, yeah. nice. And I'm like, that's a weird thing for the council to promote. Mm. Yeah. Like, just walk to this pub. And now walk to this pub. Walk to this pub. Don't get drunk, though. Now yeah, walk to this pub.
0: <laughs> drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, drink responsibly and slowly, or quickly. But yeah, you if you go scrape
1: out. that sticker off beneath it, it says "Drink responsibly." So Maybe. they did say it. Maybe if you throw up on it, mm, then it's like wow. you've had too much. <laughs> like scratch and sniff, but the opposite. Hurl <laughs> and see. Copyright that. Hurl and look around and find out.
0: <laughs> I think they also have a QR code on them as well, which shows you yeah the way to the next one and then the next one after that and oh right the ideal route and things like that. I mean, it is a pretty cool idea. Yeah.
1: It's a great idea for a person. I'm yeah. surprised that the council did it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that's one of the things that old Marrickville is known for. The port local. Yeah, oh,
1: if you went to every bar and brewery in Marrickville, you would be dead. There's <laughs> honestly, there's like 20 breweries now. It's
0: Yeah. No, um, my brother and his friends all came down and we did a beer crawl like a couple of weeks ago. And like, yeah, we only really had time to hit up seven venues. But yeah, yeah even then... Because they're brewery beers as well. They're like a lot stronger generally. They certainly, yeah, they certainly got their uh, haymakers in there. Yeah, yeah, here's the
1: one we only serve here. It's ten percent and in strip paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: like Six Strings Brewery did like a quadruple strength red IPA Oof. for Christmas.
1: Sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> there is a really a limit. Like you get a even a anything above an eight, and it's just yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it just like absorbs all the moisture out of your mouth. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, then you're getting into stout territory as mm-hmm. well. And I tried that, yeah, quadruple red IPA, and I'm like, yeah, this is like the borderline. You know, if a beer is a spectrum, this is just where it hits before it becomes a stout. Yeah, it's <laughs>
1: literally on the line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I found that. Yeah, that seems dangerous, dangerous yeah. and probably gross.
0: But yeah, what I discovered from all the breweries in the area though is a lot of them don't have air conditioning. Oh That's yeah, because nice. they're just
1: mostly just sheds.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think that'd be the theme if I were to open one in the area. Just Air cold.
1: conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> cool Elliot's Beer Palace. Yeah. Drink in our fridge.
0: Ah, uh, the cool room is the pub. Oh. Yeah. oh.
1: Yeah. And the cool room is the front of the bar you yep. have to walk into. Yeah. It's like a it's like a speakeasy where you walk into a giant fridge and then walk <laughs> out the back of it into a bar that's also cooled. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was the other thing as well. Like, all our beers would get warm by the time we were half done with them as well, because mm. it was a particularly hot day. Ugh. Yeah, right. Yeah, the only reprieve was like when we went to Hawke's Brewery, but that's like more a Chinese restaurant than it is a brewery.
1: Also, it's always
0: packed. Oh, and it's fucking unreal as well.
1: Yeah, oh, the Chinese there is
0: amazing. You've had it?
1: Yeah, really quite good. Yeah. But I remember the day it opened, and I'm like, man. I told you, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but when I first moved to the in the west, my two takeaways were people in the west love lining up for something and they also <laughs> love not using footpaths. Right. If you can walk on the road and you live in the west, that's what you're doing. I know that happens near me and it drives me bonkers. I don't know why people keep doing it. Yeah, it happens it's all the time. Like there is a footpath, use it so you don't die. Yeah, Nita will do it all the time. We'll be walking up the street and I'll be like, should we be on the footpath? And she's like, No. Yeah. Like, but it's there. Yeah, for and a purpose, no cars on it.
0: You know what, to be fair, when I'm like going for a walk, I, there are a couple of roads which I'll generally walk on the road on because the footpath is that slanted or that fucked up or chewed up or whatever. If it's
1: fucked up fine, but we're yeah. talking about perfectly good footpaths. Let's just say, reasonably serviceable.
0: Uh, how's that microphone, uh, headphone rather doing, reasonably serviceable or? A
1: bit clicky, but I'll carry on. It's not going to be yeah, a way no. for you to
0: test it if yeah we all just like ah, shut the, up uh, and stare at it and yeah, try to decide looking. by looking at it. Mm. um Fuck, Lisa had another good one as well, but I don't think I wrote it down. Did you guys remember any of the Agatha Christie ones as well? Uh, no. I swear I wrote it. Oh, yeah, A Trifle for the Governor.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know enough of the Agatha like, Christie... Canon to know what the
0: puns are. Mm. Mm. Now, the most familiar I am with it is the works of BT Calloway, who wrote a yeah. Agatha Christie like uh, mm. radio play for Pulp Fury Radio. Yeah, available now wherever good podcasts are heard. If
1: you like murder and you like large locomotives, then yep. this is the podcast for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> More trains than a blues song.